Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. Today we are going to discover what every believer needs to do to ensure their spiritual success in 2024. The scriptures give us much information about the character of God, as well as the characteristics that are becoming of a child of God. Since all children of God are Christians, that means we must be Christ-like. Join us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim takes us on a journey through the scriptures, examining how we must build our character wardrobe and dress ourselves for spiritual success in the new year. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. Today, we're going to spend a little bit of our time taking a look at what every believer needs to do in their lives in order to ensure that they have spiritual success in the upcoming year. And the scriptures give us much information on the character of God and his characteristics. And as we read through the scriptures, we know what God is like. And we know that as Christians, we are called to be Christ-like. And that means our actions, our motives, our intents, our behaviors, everything should lead others to see Jesus in us. And so as we begin to think about what it means to be Christ-like, what I want us to understand is how that can possibly be part of who we are. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, he says this, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. So therefore, if anyone wants Christ, who wants to be in Christ, that is, grafted in, joined in, part of the family of God, because you believe in who Jesus Christ is. You've placed your faith in him. When you do this, you are a new creature. You're reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous person, the previous things of the flesh, those things that you were interested in before your heart was recreated in Jesus Christ, they've passed away. But new things, the things of God, are now what you're desiring. It's now who you want to become is more like Christ. Things have changed. The flesh is being killed daily in us. And we are now striving towards the high prize of the calling of Jesus Christ. And so we need to be different, clearly, than those who do not know Jesus, clearly different than those who do not have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to teach them, to lead them, to guide them, and to direct them. We have to be different from the world because sin no longer has any dominion over us, according to Romans 6.14. And so our want-tos change when old things are passed away and all things have become new. We want to serve God and not the flesh. 
So we're going to dive into some scripture today to get a better understanding of what God expects his children to exhibit and what their character wardrobe that they're building should have in it. Because we need to be building a wardrobe that as we put on Jesus, we can see his spiritual character in us. And so today's text is found in Ephesians chapter 4, 17 through 32, and it's a bit lengthy, but I want you to follow along with me that you may be able to see what God says about how we should live and how things in us change when we become Christians. Verse 17 begins like this. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have been given themselves over unto lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ." If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another." Be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the things which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. The text that we have read in your hearing gives us a lot of things that we're to put off. And so before we can get dressed for spiritual success, we must first remove some things. You must first remove the things that God doesn't want us to have in our life. And that's what he meant when he spoke to us that old things, the things of the flesh would be removed. And here's some things that we heard in that text that we want to make sure that we have allowed God to remove in our lives. We want him to remove our fleshly thinking. We don't want to be serving the flesh anymore. We want him to remove lying because God is truth. And we don't want to be speakers of things that are contrary to the Lord. We want to make sure we have self-control because when we love one another, we're going to put them first. And the things that we say and do are going to be controlled by the Holy Spirit in us who's leading us and directing us and guiding us. So therefore, we would have control over our actions, our words, the way we think, and certainly the way we treat others. We want to put off a bad attitude. How can you possibly have a bad attitude when you are serving the Most High God? 
How could you possibly be thinking down in the dump things when you have a heavenly mansion awaiting you, when you have a God that supplies your every need, when you have a God that strengthens you, and when you have a God who cares for you and never sleeps nor slumbers, we need to have the attitude of Christ, and that is one that deals with everyone first and foremost with the love of God. We must also put away stealing. We don't need to do things that are dishonest or deceitful. Not only does that mean you don't go into your local speedway and grab something without paying for it, you're not cheating on your taxes, you're not being deceitful and taking something from someone that you know isn't a good deal for both of you. No, you are, you are working for the things you need and trusting God to provide them for you. You're not going and taking things that don't belong to you. And then you're to put off meanness. We just don't need to have a mean spirit. There wasn't anything mean about Jesus even when he went into the temple and he turned the tables. He wasn't being mean. He was administering justice. We are not to speak mean. We're not to just have a mean, ungrateful attitude. We're not to do things that are just mean and despiteful to someone else. We are to love one another as Christ has loved us. And so when we get ready to hit the main part of this message, which is what we need to put on, the character of God that we need to assimilate in ourselves, we need to remember that we need to have surrendered to God and allowed him to remove from our life these things that were spoken in Ephesians chapter 4, beginning in verse 17 and concluding in verse 32. And those are these things again. The flesh, lying, Lack of self-control, bad attitude, stealing, meanness, and disobedience. We are to put off the old things and put on the new. Since we came into this world sinners living in darkness, it is necessary for us to allow God to change us into the new creature that he intends for us to be. As he works in us, on us, and through us, Old things are going to become less attractive, and new things are going to become more attractive. Now, the old things are taken off. Let's see what we're going to do to exchange them for. What are we going to exchange these old ways for in order to walk in the newness of God? Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 11 read like this. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving that what is acceptable unto the Lord, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We are no longer children of darkness. And so we must put away those old things, as we were told in 2 Corinthians 5, 17. And so when we look closely at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 through 32, and we have removed the things he says to have removed in our life, here are the things that we're going to put on. The first one is righteousness. Righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justified. We put on the righteousness of God, which means that we assimilate his character. We become more like him. We can never attain the righteousness of God, but he imputed his righteousness in us. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we may be made the righteousness of God in him. Following God 
and obeying his commandments will produce the righteousness of God in us. The second thing that we're going to put on as we are dressing ourselves for spiritual success is this, holiness. Holiness is the act of being holy. It is a life of total devotion to God, seeking his wills and ways for your life. It is abstaining from all appearance of evil, as he says in 1 Thessalonians 5.22. In Leviticus 27, he says that we are to sanctify ourselves, therefore, and be ye holy, for I am holy, and I am the Lord your God. Luke 9.23 says that we have to deny ourselves daily, and we have to follow him daily as we take up his cross. This world we live in, we're pilgrims and strangers. We're just trying to pass our way through. But Jesus said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. And so he asked us to be a peculiar person, zealous of good works, that we might show the glory of God to those around us. We are living testimony of what God does when we live our life in his righteousness and holiness that he enables us to do through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This, my friend, is what changes us from the looks of the world. We are in the world, but we're not part of it. We belong to Jesus and we live and follow his commands. The third thing we put on is truth. John 14, 6 says, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. Truth is Jesus. We are to follow after truth, embody truth, and live in the truth. We are not to lie, cheat, steal, or be deceiving. Our lives should exhibit truth at all times. He is truth, and he dwells in us. Therefore, we should live in truth. The next one that we put on is generosity. 1 John 3, 16 through 18 tells us that this is the way we know that the love of God, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word only, but in deed and in truth. Don't just give lip service to who God is and what God is doing in your life. Be a light, as we're told in Matthew 5, 14 through 16, that we don't hide our candle, but we put it out on the candlestick for the whole world to see so that when people see us, they see the light of Jesus and that our good works will glorify our Father which is in heaven and those who are looking at us We'll see a difference from those of the world. They'll want what we have, not because of who we are, but because of whose we are. We must be generous with the people around us, especially those who do not know Jesus. When we have an abundance, we must be willing to give to them. We can be his hands and his feet extended. Those who know Jesus and have been changed by the transforming power of Jesus are generous because they know what it's like to receive things they don't deserve because we receive the free gift of salvation because Jesus Christ gave himself for us. 1 Thessalonians 5.11 says, Comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. These words of encouragement, the words we use, we are to encourage one another and build one another up 
Because that's what Jesus does. We give love and love builds people up. We are to encourage, admonish, exhort one another and strengthen and build up one another. We are to help people be the best they can be because that's exactly what Jesus did when he gave his life on Calvary for you and me. The other thing that we put on is obedience. If you go back into the Old Testament and you read Deuteronomy 11, 26 through 28, it sums up the whole measure of obedience. And it says something like this. Obey and you will be blessed. Disobey and you will be cursed. In the New Testament, we learn through the example of Jesus that believers are called to a life of obedience. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. He's leading you and guiding you. He's never going to tell you to do something that is contrary to the word of God. He is only going to lead you forward so that you can walk in the newness of life. We are to show kindness and compassion. Jesus walked the earth showing compassion, healing the sick, the blind, and the lame. He provides our needs, and he showed great mercy and grace towards us when he died on the cross for our sins. The mark of a Christian is to love one another, and this demands that we show kindness and compassion to others. As we read earlier in Ephesians 4.32, we're to be kind one to another, tenderhearted and forgiving, which leads us to this last part of our character wardrobe forgiveness. We must remember the forgiveness we give every day. There's always going to be less than the forgiveness we are given by God every day because of his work on Calvary through his son, Jesus Christ. We can come in the presence of God because of the sacrifice of Jesus, his son, on the cross of Calvary. We're warned in scripture that we can't judge or hold grudges about things that we ourselves are guilty of. We all have our own flaws and our sins. And we must all forgive as God forgave us. And no one is ever going to do to you anything as egregious as what we do to Jesus every day, even after we're saved let alone before we receive the payment of our sins of Jesus Christ dying on the cross of Calvary. We must learn to forgive. And we see the example of that amazing forgiveness through Jesus every day when he blesses us though we don't deserve it, when he gives us mercy and grace though we can never earn it or deserve it. You see, We need to, as Christians, with the Holy Spirit dwelling in us, put on righteousness, holiness, truth, generosity, obedience. We need to speak words of encouragement. We need to live out kindness and compassion, and we must practice forgiveness. Are you dressed for spiritual success? What is in your character wardrobe? Do you walk in the light of Christ? Are you exhibiting the character of one who's been changed from death into life? Perhaps now is the time you need to examine yourself. 
Psalms 139, 23 through 24 says, to search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Now is the time for you to do business for God. Is there someone you need to forgive? A habit you need to break? Whatever your need is, God has the provision for it. And whatever your question is, he is the answer. Let's not let another moment come and go without letting God do a deep cleaning in our lives and draw us closer to Jesus. As Christians, we need to be Christ-like, and the world should see a difference in us. Let's start today by making sure our spiritual wardrobe contains all the characteristics that God would have them contain. Remember, you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com watwm. If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman at the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father, and it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.